0: there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one reverential page of Talmud every day. You know, the Talmud doesn't always break our hearts. It doesn't always touch the very core of our soul. Sometimes it's playful. Sometimes it's sung in cheek. Sometimes it's stern and legalistic. But today, it gets right to the heart of the matter, to this deep sense of gratitude that we ought to feel for the people who came before us, especially our teachers, who made every effort so that we may grow up and understand what really matters in life. Listen to this amazing little passage. Rabbi Chagai said in the name of Rabbi Shmuel Baal Nachman, the former sages, i.e. the scholars of earlier generations, metaphorically plowed and planted, weeded, cleared thorns, hoed, harvested, gathered sheaves into a pile, threshed the sheaves, winnowed the threshed grain, separated the bad grain from the good, ground the remainder into flour, sifted the flour in a sieve, kneaded the dough, smoothed the surface of the unbaked loaves with liquid, and baked the bread. They prepared everything so that we should be able to grasp Torah concepts. And yet, after all that, we have nothing to eat as we are still unable to understand the Torah properly. What a beautiful and apt discussion of all the effort that goes into teaching anyone, anything, especially something so profound and significant as the Torah, and what an honest, candid, humble admission of our inability sometimes to really repay this debt of gratitude. And so to discuss this passage and this idea, I have the great pleasure to welcome to the show my friend, one of the smartest people I know about education. How smart? So smart that at the age of 26, he was just asked to head one of the largest Jewish day schools in the world, down under, as you could hear in Australia, and did an exemplary job at it and continues to write and inspire and educate about education and so many other things. Rabbi, Dr. Benji, Levy, welcome to the show.
1: It's such an honor to be here after that generous, generous introduction. And I think the last time we were together was in New York around a year ago. So to reconnect over time, there's no greater way.
0: It was a very different world back then in the pre-COVID times. But the principle remains that these eternal questions that perplex us, and particularly you, the question of how do we properly educate and also, how do we properly express our gratitude for those educators remain standing? So so tell us, how does this beautiful, beautiful passage from Rabbi Hagai, how can it help us think or rethink the way we approach education?
1: So, Leal, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal passage that you've chosen here. And as you said, metaphorically talking about the planting and the plowing, the reaping and the gathering, the winnowing and the collecting, it's very clear the message is relating to you know, how one can really garden. And, you know, in the 1800s, Friedrich Froebel coined the term kindergarten, which means children's garden, because he believed that children at an early age should be nurtured like plants in a garden. And we know that the Torah itself says that a person is like a tree in the field. And I think that there's so many similarities between education and gardening which come to light here. You know, the famous Ken Robinson, who unfortunately passed away only last year, he shared a beautiful insight that Death Valley, which is the lowest, driest and hottest region in North America, the vast majority of the region spanning 8,000 square kilometers is arid desert and with scare vegetation. And at the same time, miraculously, almost, between 2004 and 2005, there was 150 millimeters of water rained on the arid, lifeless sand. Um, parts of the desert ended up blossoming with magnificent blanket of flora and foliage and wildflowers. And upon reflection, they realized that Death Valley had not actually been dead. It had been lying dormant, waiting for the right condition to cause that which lay below the surface to come to life once again. In a similar manner, you know, I'm speaking to you here from... Israel, from Jerusalem, and during the last few decades under the right conditions, the state of Israel has seen the desert bloom through hard work, innovation, creativity, dedication. It's one of the only countries in the world that entered the 21st century with a net gain in the number of trees, because when given the appropriate opportunity and under the right conditions, the seeds of possibility can literally sprout forth and flourish, and I think it's exactly the same in education. We think about what we need to teach, we think about what we're shoving down, people's throats. And that's just not the right approach. The Tori is saying that one needs to think about the conditions. One needs to create the right ecosystem that allows someone to learn. I think that's the first thing we learn from this. The second thing, which I think is very clear here, is that those incredible scholars, they plowed and they planted. They weeded and they trimmed and they reaped and they gathered. I.e., you have to be active about your Judaism. I like to call it not an inheritance, but an heritage. Our heritage, that we inherit. And it's a morasha, it's something that we can actively bring upon ourselves. We can't expect in education for it to just come inside us. You can't just like the matrix, put a chip inside and expect the education to come. You have to work at it and you have to work hard.
0: This may seem like an obvious point, but one reason why Rabbi Hagai, and I'm curious to see what you would think, goes to such length to describe every step of the process it was precisely because he knows that so many of us would do what we're doing right now, which is basically seek to, um, you know, maybe outsource our children's education to say like, oh, all we have to do is find a good school and they will do the work. All we have to do is kind of like, you know, put them in the right environment and, and it will take care of itself. And here he is reminding us that education is a multifaceted process that actually requires a lot of mindful, difficult steps in order to succeed.
1: A hundred percent. I mean, we're living in a in a generation that likes to get the closest to the source that they can. You know, whether it's these different retreats, whether it's more organic food, and the same is here. We can't just, you know, have all these artificial processes and expect someone else to learn the Torah, so to speak, for us. We need to learn for ourselves. And I think exactly what you're saying, the onus is on each of us, to, in a painstaking way, to put in time and effort. The Fum Clara Agra says, according to the effort is the reward. And ultimately, that's because when we put ourselves into it, we can learn so much more. And I was just thinking, you know, the the edition you were quoting was from the Vilna Shas, And there's actually a different edition from the Venice first edition. And it says, instead of, we don't have what to eat, it says, we don't have a mouth with what to eat. And I think that adds one extra layer. And that is the mouth that is giving over Jewish education in today's day and age and the way we package it. And are we doing it in a palatable way? We have the greatest product. We are the worst salesman. And I think you can see when it comes to, you know, different startups and different products, it's not always the best product that succeeds. It's the one that can be communicated in the best way. And I think, you know, while definitely there's an onus on our generation to own our own Judaism and to take that upon ourselves, there's many people that can't access it. And therefore, I think we need to think about innovative and creative ways to be able to pass that on, to be that mouthpiece, so to speak. And Liel, you know, I have to say that this podcast is a classic example of that. I can guarantee you that decades ago, when the concept of Yomi was thought of, no one thought about a podcast in 2021 that's going to give a pet, give a mouth to be able to give that over. This is one of the many ways that I think it's a challenge to all of us to continue to innovate so that we can not just ourselves create that garden, but also create the ecosystem for others to flourish.
0: Rabbi Benji Levy, it is teachers like you that Rabbi Chagai had in mind when he gave us this great reminder of just how incredibly grateful we ought to be. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for being the mouthpiece of Torah in the 21st century.
0: This has been Take One